on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Great to have your company on Tiger Time. It's all for Swintopia. You can join us at any stage across the hour. one 736 736 on the phone or 0433981116 on the text. Jack Revolt, good evening to you. Just a couple of gremlins back here, but I think you're sounding crystal clear. I hope so because uh, <laughs> I'm sitting on this end of the line, Jack, and we have had our issues with, uh, with our technical equipment here. I'm obviously up in the Queensland hub at the moment. And it's fair to say I am nervous again now. No, no, don't be. Don't be. Okay, we are okay. good as gold now. Good as gold. Good as gold. Good as gold. How's the hub? Oh, good to hear. It's going well, mate. It's going well. We're uh, week seven of the hub now um, and, and heading into week eight. And back on the winner's list and back from Darwin, which was um, which is a great result. So uh, the, the, hub's, the hub's going well. And speaking of Darwin, Shea Bolton's superb again on Saturday night. He'll be your special guest later on this hour. He will, he will. He doesn't do a lot of media, Shay, and it took me a little bit to coax him into coming onto the show. <laughs> got a very, uh, well, we've got a relatively small budget. I'm giving him nothing to come onto the show, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's going to be really good to hear from him. Um, he's been, been obviously one of the shining lights of the whole AFL season this year, not just Richmond, but um, the whole season. I know uh, I've sent a few comments from opposition supporters on social media about how much they're loving watching Shay play um, in the midfield. And um, he's, he's certainly improving at a, at a rapid rate. I guess it's the old saying, isn't it, that absence creates opportunity. You've had injuries this year, needed someone to jump in to take that midfield role, especially with Dion Prestia not being available. He's grabbed it with both hands, the opportunity. No, he has. And I'm looking forward to delving into that a little bit more with him and having a little bit of fun um, and sort of getting his take on, on the hub life as well. But it's been, Jack, it's been a very big week. Well, it's been a pretty big month, actually, for, for Tigers <laughs> yeah. players and supporters. We seem you to reckon? find ourselves... <laughs> We must sell papers. Yeah. We must get click. We might, must get clicks online because we are constantly in the media. And right now, well, we are. We're, well, it started at five o'clock, but right, right now we are still waiting for the verdict on the Tom Lynch striking charge against Michael Hurley from the Dreamtime in Darwin. Um, it's <laughs> well, it's a bit of an unusual tribunal <laughs> because it's being held behind one door that is next to the dining room tonight. So, oh, okay. Yes, of course. It's, yeah. yeah uh, the, the, the message has been sent out to everyone that's involved in the hub here that we have to be very quiet because um, there is obviously pretty serious business happening behind one door. And I think I've just seen there, the jury is now deliberating ah, as we speak. Yep. Tom Lynch. So we will have that live during the show. And, uh, our media manager, Jamie Damon, is a bit worried on what I might say if the verdict doesn't come back our way. <laughs> you, you, know, um, you know what would make for great radio? Why don't you just take the, the kit that you've got that we sent up to, uh, to the hub, just go in there, do the, just walk in there live now and just see what happens. Well, it's the, it's the one part of the the um, the, the post tribunal process that won't actually happen is when you come out of the tribunal and you get heckled by the media yeah. for a comment and you <laughs> give the generic, I'm um, really happy with the tribunal getting a fair hearing when clearly deep down you're no. <laughs> stewing the, you're like, I've been absolutely <laughs> stitched up here, but... I could play that role tonight. It could be, uh, I could be in there in the face of uh, of Tom asking him what happened. But uh, no, we'll have that soon uh, once the the jury does deliberate. And obviously, it's um, pretty pretty big topic in the media. It has, well, I suppose, Lynchy has been in the media a little bit 
over the last three weeks. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll bring that on to you as soon as we know. one 736 736 to join Jack across the hour. It's all with thanks to Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's Open World Experience. You can also send Jack a text 0433 98 11 16. Apologies for a couple of phone dramas, uh, mic dramas, I should say, at the start. That was from my end, not from Jack's, but we're good to go. And Paul's in Parkdale for you, Jack. Hello, Paul. G'day, Paul. G'day, Jack. How are you going? Look, yeah, um, good, thank I just you. wanted to say, firstly, thanks for all the pleasure you've given people in Victoria watching the Tigers and the way you're going about it at the moment. It's fantastic. But the question I've got for you, is it hard playing at night up in Queensland and, and obviously in Darwin? The conditions look very slippery and greasy. Do you miss playing in the daytime? Well, Paul, we haven't played one game in the day this year and we're not going to play a day, a day game unless round 18 is scheduled uh, in the day against Adelaide. We've been playing with yellow footies for, for a long time now, but Darwin was was very different. Um, I think we've probably acclimatised a little bit because we have been playing up here on the Gold Coast and as soon as the sun goes down up here and it's a clear night, it gets pretty dewy. Um, but Darwin was, was a, a different level. It was very, very hot. Um, a lot of guys were using uh, Grippo. So Grippo is, is basically, as it sounds, it's like, a, I suppose, a little compound you can put on your hands and makes your hands a little bit stickier. Um, but it's constant maintenance. But, yeah, the, weather's been, the weather has been interesting, and it's sort of dawning on us that we aren't, we aren't probably going to play another day game this year. And, yeah. Uh, we've got to get used to to the yellow footies and, and it being a little bit slipperier up here as well. So, um, so do things change, Jack? Do you train more at sort of the afternoon time or, or night time even? How do you go with that, knowing that you're going to play a lot of night footy between now and the end of the year? Well, no, I think we, we, we try and keep everything pretty pretty similar, Jack, that we just like to, to get our training sort of over and done with and we're sort of knocked off by 2pm most days. Everything can sort of be condensed now because we're all in the one spot so we can we can knock it over relatively quickly. But I do know that... Um, in chatting to Brandon else that the Suns do train at night every now and then up here and um, it's it certainly is an advantage to to play in the conditions and train in the conditions more often than not so um, we've we've obviously acclimatised yeah. to it now that most of our games have, have been up up here at uh, at night time. Patrick's in Nary Warren. Patrick, welcome to Tiger Time. G'day guys, uh, first time call, a long time listener. Um, I'm just calling about Tom Lynch. I mean, there's just some sort of vendetta against him, and I just, I just can't, I don't understand. Particularly David Swart, he's just out to get him. It's just, I'm sick of it. Well, I think you're uh, you're speaking on, on behalf of most of the hmm. the Richmond faithful there, Patrick. It's um, and thanks for calling in. It's a great first time caller. It's my first time first time caller. It was actually, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it is frustrating, and I think that the, the the case that the club has mounted, and and we've been watching the dialogue on the internet as it goes through, um, that that there, there wasn't a strike; it was sort of a, an open-handed push. And I've been in that position a lot, where you're fighting for for back position um, to to gain an advantage and to try and keep some separation. Clearly, the forwards don't want to be too close to the backs. So we want to create that separation, and and that pushing motion is something that. Uh, has been done in the game for 150 years now and will continue to be done. So we'll um, we'll obviously find out the verdict soon and, and see how the, the panel has viewed that one. I want to ask you about online treatment, Jack. Now, you, you're a very active person on social media and there's a, a thousands and thousands of people who are keen to know what you're up to day in, day out and your Twitter feed and your thoughts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I ask you this because one of your teammates, Dylan Grimes, made it pretty public uh, on Sunday morning of some of the, the stuff that he'd been receiving on his Instagram 
inbox. How, how do you go about it? How, how do you approach these sorts of things? Because I'm sure that a player of your stature, I'm sure over the journey, you would have had a few of these sorts of things. <laughs> I've had more fair share, Jack. <laughs> uh, what's interesting, it's um, like they, they, people say, I oh, just don't read it. And then uh, that's sort of really hard to do. Hard, like You can see comments pop up because they sort of pop up in your feed and and whatnot, but um, I think uh, like you've got to be really diligent with your security details. So actually, you can you can sort of um, make your account um, accessible to people, but they might not be able to comment. Or people yeah, can okay. comment; they can ghost comment. So actually, make a comment, and it, does, it never appears on your feed, um, and it never appears, and no one else bar them can see the comments. So and then they sort of get their whatever their two cents out of of what they want to say, rightly or wrongly. But it's um, no, it's it's becoming pretty prevalent. I think um, just some of the I suppose it's vitriol really that people are are going out on these um, out on these just more well, players' social medias and just thinking that they've got um, they can say willy nilly what they want. Really, mm. it's 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 pretty poor form. Um, and uh, look, some of the some of the comments um, uh, have been just just absolutely disgusting, and it's. Um, it's pretty weak. I think that's the that's the word that comes back to mind. It's it's weak if you go on someone's social media and say something that you well say something to 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 offend them. Yeah. Um, and and then there's obviously it goes to the next level when you start talking about death threats and um, and things along that line, which is which is yeah, it's it's weak. So it's um it's something that we'll constantly have to deal with. But um, funnily enough, a lot of people make these comments and and, and Nick Lawson copped a fair bit too, um, just from the, the, the so-called staging. Um, and uh, the next day, people are actually, uh, I think they've started, you call a man, I think a few people actually have written a response back saying, oh, sorry, I had a few beer, too many beers last mm. night and, and got ahead of myself. And... and Look, we all make mistakes, but um, there's certainly a line, and and it's been crossed, unfortunately, a, a lot at the moment in social media, and um, there's a fair bit of pent up aggression in society um, due to the current climate, and um, taking it out on an AFL player for playing a game is certainly not the space to to be putting that um, that aggression towards. Uh, Greg's in Blackburn wants to have a chat to you, Jack, here on Tiger Time for Swinburne. Hi, Greg. Hi, guys. Hi, Jack. Hey, I'm Greg. Really, hi, mate. I'm, I'm just uh, ringing just to say how measured I find you are. I, I love your program. And the turnaround from five or six years ago to where you are now is an absolute credit to you. I'm a Melbourne supporter, but I, I really love you, mate. You're, you're fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you, Greg. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to ring up. It's... Um... I was a little bit a little bit nervous when I got asked to do this show what it was going to come across oh, like, yeah. but I feel like it's been it's been it's been pretty good and um, I mean I, I've um, I suppose I've done it all really in, <laughs> I've I've seen one <laughs> side of the fence and then I've learned a few lessons and um, I think probably over the last sort of three weeks I've tried to be a little bit of a sounding board for some of the guys that have found them on the, themselves on the wrong side of the media um, and and that social media as well so I really appreciate you taking the time to to call in Greg thank you. Greg, good on you. Let's have a look at the win on Saturday night over the Bombers. Um, the ga- the margin itself, was it a fair representation of the match? It's certainly watching it from the, the comfort of the couch back in Melbourne, Jack. It felt like a bit of an arm wrestle for much of the game. Yeah, it, it was, Jack. It was um, they, they play 
obviously a, a pretty similar brand of footy to, to what we play. We're probably a little bit more advanced just due to the fact that we've been playing that way for, for a while now. You look at the names that are that have come from Richmond over to Essendon, uh, Ben Rutten, Carousella, even Jacob Townsend goes over there, Dan Richardson's head of football over there. They've all, all come across from, from, from Damien's um, game plan style and, and taken that... To, to Essendon and, and added it to the way they play, but it was um, it was a tricky game. I think conditions obviously kept it pretty tight, as you can imagine. It's it's basically a bit of wet weather footy, really. But um, look, at, you, you look at the scoreboard and you think both teams have kicked ten goals, but we've had twelve more scoring shots. So we 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 missed a few opportunities and then probably gave up a few goals late that we felt we probably shouldn't have. Um, but look, I think for us, just happy to come away with a win. That's that's the one thing that. At this time of the year, you need to be you need to be banking points because that position sort of from third to twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, um, you have two poor performances in a row, and you can find yourself out of the out of the running for finals pretty quick. Smart, so we're we we're just happy to get up there, get a win, enjoy the experience, and then get back on the plane and, and get back into hub life. Let's have a listen to how we heard it here on SEN on Saturday night. So from just a little bit tighter than a 45, from only 25 metres out, Lynch to get Richmond's first. And he's hit it beautifully. Lynch presents well. Hurley did well to stand in front of him. Oh, Bolton stayed down. The one-hand pickup. The one-handed drop. Beautiful. And the Bruin finish from Shai Bolton. He goes all the way to the face of goal. Big fly Ridley. He'll spill it. Dusty. And he'll make no mistake. From directly in front, too strong, too smart, too good. They love him at Punt Road, and they'll love him even more now. Rewalt puts it back to 25 points. He's got two. Quick ball inside. Oh, Charles just oh, out the back. No one within Kui can just saunter in to an open goal. Lynch on the runway. Lynch with the finish. Tigers will get home. Their eighth win of the year it'll be. defeating the Bombers. 10-1-61 at TIO Stadium in Darwin. Two to you, Jack. Two to Tom Lynch. And as we mentioned, Shea Bolton, best on ground. A question for you on Saturday night's game off the text. This is from Michael in Narry Warren. Says, Jack, what what are your thoughts on playing a Dreamtime game in the Northern Territory every year? Tell us what it was like out there on Saturday. Well, it was was really special, I think. a lot of people, I'm not sure if it came up on the coverage, but Daniel Rioli, this is Daniel Rioli's local football ground. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to play on my local football ground, Burr River, and play AFL there. Um, so he got that opportunity. And you can see St Mary's Football Club, the club that he's played for, and it's been so famous in, the, in producing AFL talent. It's literally a stone's throw away. It is right next to the ground. So it was a, it was a really special moment for him and, and we all bought into that and, and loved that as well. So, um, no, it was, it was a, a, an amazing experience and one that we'll, we'll, we'll treasure for a long time. In terms of playing a game up there every, every year, um, I think it could be a rotation policy. Um, Dreamtime at the G is obviously um, such a, a great experience and then to, to play up and down was, was fantastic but I reckon giving other teams the opportunity to go up there and play mm. um, play a, 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 in the Sir, in the Sir Douglas sorry Sir Douglas um, Indigenous round is is something that could be yeah, floated as a great idea because they bloody love their footy up there yeah they do it's taken on a, a whole new meaning I, I think Sir Doug Nichols Indigenous round has been a superb initiative from the AFL for years now but by having footy at the top end during the round, it, 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 to me, it felt even more special. Not just your game, but there was a Friday night game there as well. Yeah, it was great. I was, I was, I was actually really wrapped that Carlton got to play up there as well. Like Eddie Betts is probably mm. 
um, one of the greatest Indigenous players to have ever played the game, and I think he really um, he lo- he loved the opportunity to go up there and, and play. And there's a, there's a lot of Indigenous people in the crowd there, and they just absolutely love their footy. So um, yeah, it's an experience that um, I think was good for for our guys to to see what Indigenous culture is like up there. It was great for Daniel to share a few stories about the place that he grew up in, um, and then ultimately to get the win and 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 for Shay to to take away the you can award as, as best on ground. Um, one of my favourite memories of, of playing in Dreamtime at the G, Shane Edwards winning that award one year, and and how proud I was of him on the way, uh, how proud I was of him to win that award as an Indigenous man. But for then Shay to do that on the weekend was something pretty special. Shay's going to join Jack in about ten minutes from now here on Tiger Time. Before the break, Bill's in Noble Park. Hello, Bill. G'day, how are you going? G'day, Jack, how are you going, hey, mate? Bill. Good, thank you, mate. How are you? Uh, look, yeah, a born and bred tiger for 70 years, mate. Um, what I want to say is that there's an article in uh, yesterday's paper from Mick Malthouse about he's talking, you should retire. Now, don't do that, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, Bill, well, I can tell you right now, I won't be retiring then this year because I've had to take a pay cut for starters. <laughs> And I've got another year in my contract, so I need to get I need to get paid. He wants that so, full bread. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like uh, I think this sort of article comes out every time they look at the the number of your age and they go right, oh, he's thirty one, so he should retire. And mm. they're writing Robbie Gray off as well, and um, a few other players. But um, it's chip paper now. It's it's wrapping yeah. up fish and chips, that sort of stuff. Uh, it's not for me and. I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm still really comfortable with the way I'm playing, especially over the last month, um, playing playing better footy. So um, I'm happy to, to keep on rolling on. I reckon we play on from there. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia. Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Visit Swintopia to experience student life unrestricted. The latest on Tom Lynch as soon as it comes to hand. Shay Bolton to join Jack very shortly as well. And don't forget tonight, it's Collingwood versus North Melbourne from 7 o'clock here on SEN. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Some bits at the end were frustrating, but um, you know, I thought we looked at it and you know, listened and played us a, a challenging way at various times, but I thought there's a lot of things we did right. We just couldn't quite get the, the scoreboard ticking over as, as nice as we'd like, but the fact of the matter is I thought we, we played a pretty good brand of footy, just couldn't quite get the polish on the end, left a lot of goals on the table and, and opened the door a little bit late and they, they took advantage of that. You know, they had some good ball movement from the back half. I think they kicked five goals from there and challenged us at various stages. But look, I think it was a good contest. We really enjoyed coming up here. We loved it. Uh, it was a great occasion and we're happy to walk away with the four points. Damien Hardwick there in the coach's corner for Host Plus, proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. Host Plus, we go with you. This is Jack Revolt's Tiger Time, the latest on Tom Lynch. As soon as it comes to hand, Jack, but we can't hold back any longer. He doesn't do many interviews, your next guest, but he's going to be a delightful addition to the show tonight. He is, he is, and he's, uh, he's a man in form at the moment. I'm joined by young Tigers midfielder Shea Bolton, and you don't, you don't do a lot of media, do you? Nah, not really. Why is that? Uh, I'm not really the talkative person, so... <laughs> well, I promise you this will be pretty easy tonight, mate. Yeah. Um, and I won't try and stitch you up. Nah, all good, not, not until Not until the end. Yeah. Um, mate, I, I, you've, you've been in fantastic form. I, I want to talk about the weekend first, and we'll, we'll get on to the game, but um, what, a, what a great honour to, to design the Indigenous jumper. Um, what did that mean to, to you and, and your family? Because I think your family were involved in making it, weren't they? Yeah. 
yeah, nah. Um, like I was saying, you know, um, it means the means the world to you know me and my family back home, especially you know playing the game in Darwin. Um, you know, uh, pretty strong Indigenous um, country down there, and um, and yeah, we just um, you know designed the jump, and I pretty much want to make the jumper. Um, you know, about all of us brother boys coming. Um, you know, together to represent all of us, um, you know, because we're all playing this game together um, and, you know, we're all celebrating our culture together. So I wanted to make the jump of um, just about all of us Aboriginal boys. Um, and, yeah, so pretty much who we made it was just, oh, who designed the Guernsey? It was me, my mum um, and my two nans back home. So, yeah. And... We will get a, uh, a shot of the jumper up, and the people would have seen it on the um, on the TV on the weekend. Can you run us through a little bit? So we've got the the six footprints on the front. Now, what do they represent? Yeah, so the six footprints um, represent um, you know our six Aboriginal boys um, coming together. So the um, the circle in the middle, which is the um, campfire, the gathering place, um, is Richmond. And we're all coming together um, from our different... So I'm coming from Perth and Stacks. And you're, you're Noonga? Yeah, Noonga. Right? We're all coming together um, to Richmond, um, all together and coming together. Have you had um, much feedback from the boys, from the the, the quality of the jumper? Because I was pretty impressed. Yeah, um, no, the, um, we had a photo shoot um, before the game. And, yeah, the boys loved it, um, especially because, you know, I didn't really... I didn't want to make it about myself. I wanted to put their language groups in there, and their, um, yeah, I just wanted to make it about all of us Aboriginal boys celebrating um, this game and that special game in Darwin. So yeah. And Darwin, mate, it was um, well. Daniel grew up playing footy in Darwin, and has a, a pretty strong family tradition there, as well as Xavier Clark, who's involved in uh, involved in the Richmond Football Club as well. What, what was it like playing in Darwin? Was it as special? Like it was special for me because. Um, I got to see what it's like and, and, and see uh, how much the Indigenous people up there and people up there love their footy. But from a young Indigenous man, was it, it, was it as probably the, the most special game you've played in bar grand finals? Yeah, I reckon, yeah, it's, it's up there um, with the most special games I've played is because um, I've never been to Darwin and um, knowing, like I didn't know there was that much, like I knew there was Indigenous people there, but I didn't know there was a lot of Indigenous people there. Um, so yeah, just seeing Indigenous people just around the ground um, while you're playing is just so unreal. Like you, you kind of just feel like you're playing at home, like back in your own state. Um, you know, because it's just like their family pretty much. But you like you're playing there, and um, yeah, it just feels unreal. And especially that Daniel, Daniel, you know, is from there. Um, yeah, just like it was just a special game for you know all of us Aboriginal, Aboriginal boys. So yeah, and you. Mate, well, you, you played fantastically well and took away the Yukon Award for for best on ground. Um, the moment after the game, this is this is I, I think one of my favourite memories and moments from from the weekend was um, that Xavier Clark, who you've got a really strong relationship with, um, actually presented you with the award. What did that mean to you? Yeah, it was it was unreal. Um, you know, I'm pretty much because before um, AFL, Xavier was actually my coach. Um, for flying boomerangs, um, so um, I've known him for a while, even you know before coming um, into the AFL system. So um, getting it presented um, by him was just so unreal and um, very special in my heart. Um, you know, he's a pretty special person to you know all of us Aboriginal boys. So um, yeah, it was so unreal getting it presented by him. So yeah. 
And it's been a, a, a breakout year for you. You played in the, the Premiership last year as a, as a small forward and a little bit of time on ball. But um, due to a couple of injuries and, and you developing as a player, you've been able to play a bit more midfield time. Um, where, where's, have, have, did you play midfield as a, as a junior? Uh, yeah, little bits now and then, but mainly for mainly small forward. And have you, in, well, you have you clearly you've enjoyed the opportunity of, of playing in there? Who who's been pivotal for for you to go from playing half forward to to now playing in the midfield? Um, I'd have to probably say X is also one. Um, you know, playing in a VFL, um, I think a couple of times like I'd play in the AFL and I'd play small forward, and then I'll go down to VFL and. Um, play in the midfield. Um, I think, yeah, X and Mini were the main ones that, um, you know, pushed me to get in the midfield and um, wanted me to uh, just work on my work rate. Um, that, that was probably the most one out of um, all of them is just getting fitter and um, working every day on my work rate into, you know, every contest and trying to get... So I'll just have to say, Mini pushing me at training and X pushing me at training. Um, you know, I think my first year, um, I probably... Like, didn't work as hard as I, I work now. Um, just the little things that, you know, tell them, like, work hard, like, um, just in the lap, like, maybe, you know, be at the front with the boys. Um, just these little things that um, kind of changed my mind um, of working harder. And, um, you know, when, I think once you work harder, you know, things get easier, um, you know, on field and stuff like that. So, yeah. And you, you really have sort of cemented yourself in the spot. Did Did you see... Sometimes players can um, surprise themselves, and I probably went through this a little bit in 2010. And all of a sudden, I kicked a bunch of goals, and I was like, oh, "Hang on a second, I, I really belong here." Have you have you found that this year with you that all of a sudden you've been given this chance to play in the midfield, and you really belong in there? Do you do you feel that? Yeah, um, yeah. Now I feel I feel like more comfortable um, in the midfield, um, but yeah, I just I just try to take you know every game at a time. I try to take a bit of bit of stuff out of everyone, you know, like Shedder, Dusty, um, Lambo, even just Lambo, um, teaching me the structures, because I remember the first time I went in there, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a bit confused, so, um, you know, I went with Lambo and um, asked him, you know, to help me out with the structures and draw them down for me, um, so pretty much, you know, all the boys have been a big support, um, you know, of me coming in there, but yeah, I finally feel um, good in the midfield and um, I feel like that's my spot. I want to ask you this question, um, because I grew up a Sydney supporter. Uh, my favourite player was Troy Cook. I got the chance to sit next to him one day at a game um, and they got beaten by Hawthorne uh, and I cried. Um, I was 20. No, I wasn't. I was only six, I think. <laughs> but uh, he he became my favourite player. Growing up as... Uh, were you, a, you were from oh, WA, so you were Freo or West Coast supporter growing up? Freo. And who was your favourite player? Uh, my favourite player was Michael Walters. Michael Walters. Yeah. You've got a bit of Michael Walters about him. Do you try yeah. and base your game a little bit about the way he goes back? Because he, he plays forward and he plays mid as well. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Still to this day, I, I watch him how he plays. Um, you know, when he plays, well, especially when I watch Freo, I just mainly watch him and, um, you know, kind of critique him on his uh, the way he goes about his football. Um, but, yeah, he's pretty much, um, you know, different. He's like the same type of build as me. He's, you know, he's not a big-bodied midfielder. Um, you know, he can go forward when they need him or um, in the midfield when they need him. And, um, yeah, that's why I still to this day, um, you know, try to put my game 
on him and how he plays. So, yeah. I can see, well, I can't see, but I can certainly feel that there'll be a lot of people listening to this radio show at the moment that are massive Richmond supporters, and they know how good of a player Michael Walters is. And you're certainly heading down down the same path as him. Now, one thing that people might have picked up from social media on the weekend was the uh, the Black Lives Matter shirts that we have been wearing in the in the pregame, um, and we put a little number ten on them for for Shedder. What's what's he been like as a as a role model for you? Uh, yeah, no, he's been you know special not even to me to all Aboriginal boys as as you know I think he's been same time as you at the club you know the yeah long, he's a bit he's older than me yeah, I keep telling older. That. <laughs> yeah but he's um, you know he's been here for a while and just having him in our presence um, you know is something special to all of us Aboriginal boys um, you know even just giving us a little message like on the weekend oh good luck brothers like hope you do well. Um, just all the little things he does is so special and so powerful. Um, you know, even even you can pretty much say all of us Aboriginal boys look up to him as, um, you know, pretty much a um, big brother. Um, you know, he just looks after us, all of us boys, and um, yeah, he's so caring and special to us. So, yeah. Well, there is one of the brother boys that isn't Indigenous, <laughs> but he thinks he is, and that is, that is Big Cholly. Now, you and Cholly, Marby or Chol, have got a very... <laughs> You guys are very good friends. Have you, how proud have you been to see the way he's developed into a player this year? Because he's, he's having a fantastic year as well. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's great. Um, you know, he's just playing his role for the team. You know, he's kicking goals. Um, you know, he brings, I reckon he brings something different to our team, you know, because um, he can ruck sometimes when, you know, Soldo's tired or, you know, they can put him down forward. Um, but, yeah. I think he, he he was only playing football when he was like 12 or something. So, um, you know, he hasn't um, had that much experience growing up playing football and um, the way he's going to base football now is unreal. And um, I think he's just, here yeah, playing some great football. Who would win in a foot race out of you two? Because he, 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 we saw <laughs> the play against Port Adelaide where he did the dash down the wing and then took on a tackle and basically took on the whole Port Adelaide team and then handballed it to me for the Joe the Goose. Who, who would win in a race out of you two? I reckon I'll maybe have Jolly about 50 metres then, I reckon. Do you reckon his big legs will start going? Yeah, I reckon his big legs will start leaving me then. Oh, well, final question, mate, and this is... Um, I've prepped you for this one because I asked you if you knew what Survivor was and you said no. So I've I had to try and explain what Survivor <laughs> is. If... Who, who would you like? Who would you vote out of the hub? So we've Tom Lynch has voted Jake Arts out, and we had Mini Andrew McWalter on the show last week, and he voted out Liam Baker because he lied to him about a about not playing golf and playing FIFA in, instead. Who would you get out of this hub at the moment? Because we have seven weeks in, and we start to get a bit tedious of people. And mm. who's who's the one that you would vote out? Ooh, who would I vote out? Um, I would have to say Shorty. Shorty, and yep. why is that? Just the way he just talks so much. He, you reckon he talks? Uh, he he's just talks crap too much. Yeah, he? yeah, he talks too much crap, and uh. Uh, <laughs> you always see him when he's just always talking. Like you walk down, he'd be like just telling one of the stupidest stories. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to say Shorty. Well, there you go, Jack. Jaden Short's been voted out of yes. the hub. And the other thing that the other thing that Jaden Short does is. Well, uh, he he walks around in his budgie smugglers, and it's not a not a great sight, not a great sight. But I think I've, I think this has just popped up. On yeah, I was going to say, do you want some good news? Yeah, give us some good news. Tom Lynch is free 
Cleared free to man. play. Not guilty oh, of striking. Free man. There you go. Not guilty of striking. So they'll be celebrating down in the dining hall, and that's where Shay Bolton's going to head now. <laughs> Thanks, Shay, for joining us, mate. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Bailey. Appreciate it. Stick around. Plenty more to come here on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience, bringing you the show each and every week. one 736 736 to join Jack on the phone and 0433-981116 on the text. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Here with Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. Monday night footy about 20 minutes away as well. It's Collingwood and North Melbourne to do battle at the Gabba to see through to the end of round 13. Jack's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. one 736 736 on the phone, 0433-9080-1116 on the text. Jack, a lot of love for Shea Bolton coming off the text, which is probably not a major surprise either. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say this to him while he was in the room because it might embarrass him a little bit, but he's... Um Leaps and bounds in his uh, in his uh, leadership. He's he you, he spoke about Shane Edwards and how um, of a I suppose as a, a brother and a big brother he's represented him. I can really see that starting to come through in the way Shay uh, handles himself. And it's it's great to see a young man just grab his career. And yeah. he'd been obviously been given the opportunity to play in the midfield. And we heard from him there to say, oh, he sought out Kane Lambert to go and fix something that wasn't a strength of his, like knowing the structures as well as he would like, or he's learned to do little things like lead the lap around in the mm. in the warm-up. It's I a, thought that was really interesting, that. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good trait to have as a, as a young AFL footballer. And, well... <sighs> He, he arguably could be leading the Jack Dye medal at the moment, so it's been a it's been a very um, it's been a very polished performance, and and uh, he's certainly going to be a weapon going forward for us in the back end of this year, and then further on into to Richmond history. Just a little sample of that love off the text, Jack, from Dan in Croydon Hill says, "Shay, you're an absolute ripper. You definitely belong in the midfield. Well deserved." Uh, Shay is a genuinely shy fella, so to get that much good content from an interview takes some fair skill to you, Jack. So some love for you and great interview of Shay, Jackie boy. But the news just before the break was that Tom Lynch cleared of striking Michael Hurley and free to play this weekend. Yes, that's the news. I can hear the backslapping from up here. I'm on level three, and I can hear the backslapping happening down in uh, down in the uh, dining hall at the moment. But uh, no, I think the club felt they had a, a pretty good case to to put forward, and clearly a, a really good case because we were able to to get uh, Tom off striking. But the motion that that um, was looked at is is one that happens, and I think it's been spoken about a lot on plenty of media platforms and and I'm really looking forward to hearing what the boys on on the couch have got to say tonight because you look at the panel there and they've got three key forwards um, and no doubt they'll dissect it so it's going to be interesting to see their take on on the ability to gain split from a defender and and um, and uh, how they view that one as well. So is, free is it play this to week. Do? Is it? Um, you're a key forward. And you have been for a long time, and and the game evolves from when you first started to what it looks like right now. Is it harder to get that that separation and that split in, in the way footy is in 2020? Well, I think it's harder, Michael Hurley, because he's a bloody good player. Yeah, that's but it's, true. Um, no, I suppose it is a little bit. Sides sides do a lot more homework, and I think the behind the goals footage gives um, a few clues away onto the way key forwards like to play, but it's. It's ever evolving, and sides play differently. So you, you're trying to play them differently as well. So, um, 
No, it's uh, it's. Uh, I think that action happens twenty times a game, and and getting split is is the most important thing to do as a key forward. So you've got to invent new ways as the game continues to evolve as well. Darren's in Warrandyte wants to have a chat about Tom Lynch. G'day, Darren. Oh, g'day, mate. Just a quick one. I've been told I haven't got much time. Go on. Yeah. Far away, Darren. Uh, firstly, first of all, great stuff, Lynch. You're getting off, but it was as much to uh, give Jack a bit of praise. To be honest, I've. Obviously, a loyal, crazy uh, Richmond supporter, but I've been watching are, Jack go we about. Been watching you go about it for years, mate, and I've always wanted to express uh, how much. Uh, look, you, you know, my favourite, the family's favourite player in the team. Let's face it, and the way you've <laughs> gone about it, right, right from the word go, mate, it's just a joy to watch, and I really miss not seeing you down at the G at the moment. Yeah, no, we, we miss not being there, Darren, and, and um, I don't think there's many people out there that go for the Tigers that aren't crazy and one-eyed, so, no, I appreciate you taking the time to, to ring up, and um, I think you'd be rejoicing, as all Richmond people are at the moment, with the news that Tom Lynch is free to play against, well, it's going to be an absolute blockbuster against West Coast oh, this yeah. weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that before we go, too. Uh, how's Tom's last couple of weeks been in your mind, Jack? Has he been treated fairly? Um... <sighs> Yeah, I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. Now he's he's he certainly he's made his bed a little bit in terms of a couple of the ones sure. like, uh, and he would put his hand up and admit that he he'd done the wrong thing a couple of times. But there's been a fair pile on in the media, I think, and um, he probably was a bit stiff that um, the second one was um, was after there was a, literally the last game of the footy frenzy, and we spoke about the Sam Collins incident mm. for nearly it felt like a month, so. No, I think he'd be absolutely wrapped to be um, be off and be able to play this weekend. We're going to come back and wrap it up after this. It's all thanks to Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life, brought closer to you. On SEM, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time on SEN for Swinburne University's Open World Experience. Jack, I'm sure there's a few of the boys at the footy club who would fancy themselves to be good on Gogglebox. Am I right? Well, they would. And it's one of the coaches' favourite shows as well, Jack. Yeah. There, you, there go. you go. It's been used in a pre-game speech. I'm going to ask our next guest about that as well. Our next guest is Holly Dalton from the Dalton family on Gogglebox and is also a, a student at Swinburne University. Holly, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Hello, Holly. Welcome to Tiger Time. Now, I did mention in the head, in the lead in there that Gogglebox, well, Gogglebox is certainly one of my favourite shows. Um, my wife and I uh, watched it all the time. But the coach actually used, um, now I'm, I'm going to go with, is it Bane the Dog from the, uh, from the family up in Western Sydney? I'm just trying to think of their names at the moment. Oh, and um, the dad, Dozer. Yeah. Those guys now. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's got, it's got a very weird sort of. Well, it does a it sort of humps a lot of things, and then he used <laughs> that in a speech once before oh. a game. So there you go. Was this before the grand final? This, no, I, it was before the grand final. That's exactly when it was. Oh, there yeah. you go. Very, I very never good. Hearing that. No, well, there you go. Now you guys are very funny on on Gogglebox, and one of my favourites to watch. Your dad is the king of the dad jokes. <laughs> um, by yeah. far, the king of the dad jokes. And I've picked up a few of them since I've become a father. Um, what's it like being on Gogglebox? Yeah, no, I do really enjoy it. Um, it's completely normal for me now because we've been doing it for six years. So it's just, you know, we're filming and doing that stuff, but I still live kind of a normal life as, you know, 
um, like working, studying and stuff like that. Only difference is that I'll be recognised on the street, which is a bit weird. But yeah, no, it's just normal for me and now. Yeah, and you say studying there. You what? You you're a student at Swinburne. It says here you've yeah. got a degree in media and communications at Swinburne. Now, yes. What's your favourite uh, football show to watch? Oh, I used to watch. Um, it's not on anymore, but the Footy Show. The Footy Show. Have you, have you ever heard of AFL three hundred and sixty? No, the AFL Show. Ah, okay. Now. I'm going to ask you a question here about Tom Lynch. Now, are you now on social media? Tom Lynch, who's a very good player for us, has just been um, found not guilty. Do you do you think that he's been unfairly treated in the media with your degree in media and communications at Swinburne? Oh, probably. Yeah, one hundred percent. This one hundred percent, he's been treated unfairly. <laughs> Now you you are you are a Hawthorne supporter, so we'll we'll put that out there that you are a Hawthorne supporter. But um, yeah, it's uh, you, you're one of our favourites because you're a Swinburne, and also you're uh, you're on Gogglebox, which is one of my favourite shows. So thanks for joining us, although it was very brief. But thank you for joining us on Tiger Time. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Holly Dalton joining us there from the Dalton family on Gogglebox. And a Swinburne student as well. No doubt a lot of what she's learnt with Swinburne with media and communications has helped set her up for the next phase in her life, Jack. It's good to have some education under your belt. It is, it is. It's uh, something that I wish I had a little bit more knowledge of early on in my career, a bit of media communications and how to go about it. But uh, learn a few lessons along the journey, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, yes, you have. Hey, let's jump ahead to Thursday night. It's got a, it's got a big game feel about it already, really. It, it, to be honest, it, even just as a, as a neutral footy fan, it, it couldn't come around quick enough this game, I reckon. No, it's going to be an absolute cracker, and, and we're really excited about playing in it. Um, West Coast are, are well, the form team at the moment. I think they've won eight on the trot, um, and it's the first time they're going to travel outside of WA for for a couple of months. So it's it's a it's a big game for us, and and um, well, all the news so far has been positive, so that's yeah. really good. And then hopefully we can get a few more back. Maybe Toby Nankervis, who played. Say, in, how uh, close is he? Well, he's cl- he's he's available. Yeah, he's yeah. available, which is exciting. So. Um, you've got to. <laughs> this is the the one thing the coach always says is, don't give me half the equation. You've got to put someone in. You've got to take someone yeah. out. So this, um, it's coming to that end of the season where the end of the point of the season. Sorry, where there's always a few unlucky selections. I think we probably saw Nathan Broad in that situation last week. So um, one thing though, I'm excited for Jack is. I want to put this on the radar for next week's show. Yes. Camden McIntosh is trying to trade a paperclip into a house. Oh my god! Really? And he's three trades mm-hmm. in. And I'm going to give you, there's a, a signed pair of Dustin Martin boots up for grabs. So I want to see what people will trade for these signed, signed boots. <laughs> well, that'll take care of the whole show next week, platform. I would have thought. This is the platform <laughs> for, for this trade to happen. Hey, Jack, good luck. It's going to be a clinker on Thursday night. We wish you all the best. Thanks, sir. Jack Revolt joining us. All thanks to Swintopia. If you want to study media or communications, just like Holly Dalton did, head to Swintopia. The best of Swinburne life brought closer to you. Stick around up next. Monday Night Footy as the Pies take on the Roos.